time for the Susan Taylor Podcast, where we discuss the yoga of mind, medicine, and healing. Author of Feeling Good Matters, Sexual Radiance, and the Vital Energy Program, Dr. Taylor imparts authentic knowledge and practical tools that inspire, educate, and empower us to be a healing force for positive change. So join us and take your life and our planet to the next level. Hello and welcome to episode 100, How to Remain Calm When the World is in Turbulence. One of the most valuable life skills is the ability to live in this world and not be affected by it. We likely have experienced this in every aspect of our lives, and to be part of the outer world and not be disturbed, distracted, or even stupefied by it, and I'm defining stupefied by just shut down, Remaining calm and focused requires that we have mastery over our drives and desires. And more important, we need mastery over that which fuels those drives, namely our fears. And in today's episode, I'd like to talk about how do we live in the world without getting disturbed, using the hidden tool of breath, and why meditation is essential. One of the principal remedies found in all healing traditions is to train the mind to be stress-less, unaffected by the outside world. In other words, fearless. Not to be in a fight-or-flee mode no matter what happens. Even Western medicine's reductionist approach to dealing with disease acknowledges that stress causes a series of physiological events to occur when it's left unchecked, and it does lead to disease. We have studies to prove this. So what's the solution? The solution to the problem does really vary, whereas in ancient models who work with the whole organism by way of lifestyle and the Western model mainly relies on this magic pill leading to more embedded problems later down the road, we can really conclude that the solution to the problem is meditation and its practices. As I mentioned in my book, Feeling Good Matters, The Yoga of Mind, Medicine, and Healing, Remain Calm. And we've done a hundred episodes up to today, and I've been talking about it ever since day one. Remain calm, consciously aware, living in the moment. We're being in the now, and we're in the now. We're not dealing with the future, and we're not dealing with the past. We're dealing with what is. And it gives us the opportunity to recognize what motivates our responses to certain circumstances and people and not to others. When we become aware of our feelings and thoughts, we actually create the opportunity for ourselves to literally remain relaxed. We can say the word calm also, even in the most tumultuous environments. Awareness is the key here, and we know that awareness is a factor in maintaining balance and actually to heal means to make whole. In other words, bring ourselves back into balance to homeostasis. Awareness allows us to gain access to that inner core of our being. We have access to our essence, as we call it, our soul. It helps us untie those knots that bind our heart and keep us in a disheartened state, so to speak. When we bring our mindfulness, our awareness into focus, we gain access to the light that dwells deep within us and that pure awareness is what radiates out and that's our radiance. 
All of this can happen only when we truly remain calm. Remember, relaxation is the key to meditation, also the key that unlocks the door to accessing and seeing who we really are. You know, we really can't specifically define awareness since it cannot be defined in the mind or by the mind, even though the mind wants to define it so much. So when I say remain calm here, I'm defining calm as being that state of awareness. And in that state, we become the witness, the witness and observer, not the object of observation nor the process of observation. Because pure awareness does imply recognition of the observer. So in other words, the one who is doing the breathing, the one who's doing the thinking, the one who's doing the listening. Who's doing the breathing when we're in deep sleep at night? And this is not to be mistaken for the object, in the case, the body or the brain, which many people like to define. It's our brain that's doing this. Remember, the brain is just the vehicle for which our mind can operate through. Nor is it the process carried out by the mind. So we must learn to remain calm. We can look at it from a perspective of stresslessness, when you're constantly aware of living in the moment. Stress takes the back seat. It's a rare occurrence these days, and we live as though we're running far behind getting a promotion, finding a new partner, or buying a bigger home. We're always looking for that gratification outside of us to fix the unrest that lies within us. Remaining calm is the key to being happy. Life doesn't spoil us with constant success, which brings, you know, which means things are going our way. On the contrary, actually, we have obstacles. You've heard me talk about that. There's often more pain than pleasure. Why? Because we're always looking outside of ourselves for that sense of happiness and stillness. And it creates, uh, we become ill-equipped. We can't handle the situation because we're still looking outside. When we learn how to live our lives without losing our true selves, we become in a state of joy. The key is to be aware, and more awareness can be trained with meditation, actually just starting with our breath. And we'll talk about this fully again in other podcasts in the future, or just go back in the last hundred, and I've spoken about it quite often. So how does it work? When we meditate, we come to know the workings of our mind. That's, uh, that is, if you can train yourself with precision systematically and with a skillful intention, we learn the components of the mind field. For example, our ego, the master identifier, sends us searching for happiness from outside sources. That's the nature of ego. But if we polish that ego and we let go of the concepts, this is me, this is mine, this would make me happy. Once we do that, we can come into our own state of being. We don't work with the small self, which is ego, small cap, small S-E-L-F, versus the capital S-E-L-F, the larger self is with a polished ego. We must come to know that nothing in ours, nothing is ours to own, because it's all transitory. Anything outside of us is transitory and subject to change, and that our true happiness comes from deep within us. We may believe that our lovers or the loved ones make us happy or sad, but truly it's our own perception of that relationship that creates such emotions. And meditation 
introduces us to our self, the large self, S-E-L-F, our true essence. And we learn to fully grasp this concept when we're able to analyze the source of our disturbances and establish ourselves in being. We become more resilient in any types of disharmony. When we bring mindfulness into focus, as I've spoken about over the last almost two years now, 100 100 episodes, as I mentioned, we talk about meditation, and I'll speak about that more fully in our next podcast, 101, but I want to address mindfulness and awareness more fully right here. Mindfulness is a popular word today, but I prefer to use the word awareness since it encompasses more than just, I don't want to say just mindfulness, but it encompasses a broader spectrum rather than just mindfulness. It's one thing to be mindful of the world around us, our senses, our thinking, our feelings, our thought constructs, even our immediate environment. But there comes a point when we need to decide what we want to be mindful of. Otherwise, we will always have, we're always going to have thoughts and sensory impressions. So we must learn to navigate that with some form of focus. So we bring our mindfulness into focus. And it's important to be mindful of what's going on around us. Absolutely. But do we want our life to be spent watching all the outside influences that may come to our mind? I would have to say probably not, because it can feel like a little bit of a merry-go-round and we can become overwhelmed. A look at awareness. You know, we can't really define awareness, but we can think of it as a light. And when we have that individual mind versus our universal mind, we can see some changes happening. We want to start to really navigate and become part of the whole. So we want to focus our light. And when we focus our light on something, as I said, an individual mind or a universal mind, when we focus on the universal aspect of life, we become more stable and more calm. Remember, Awareness is a key principle, and it acknowledges the root of any of our problems or any of our fears. It's the key to change. Our level of awareness does indeed dictate how we operate in the world, our thinking, feeling, and acting. And it's essential teachings for any resilience training. So according to research, the most important exercise for improving our resilience, remaining calm in turbulence, talking about our mind here, is to really train our attention and our awareness. We become more intentional and purposeful with decreasing our negative thoughts and drawing our attention to what's most meaningful around us. Along with, you know, increased resilience, training our focus um, on this, you know, on any kind of exercise that does that, does decrease our stress and anxiety and boosts our quality of life. In all our trainings, as I've mentioned before, we do use the gold standard to train our awareness, even to train, we're talking about our mind, but we're really training the awareness, that light within the mind field, and we use breath. Breath is the key to self-regulation because of our vagus nerve, and we've done that in a previous podcast. So no matter who or what exerts dominance over our bodies, our food, our freedoms, We're in charge of what matters most, and that's our mind. We're able to train our mind because the energy of that mind, remember, is the essence of our life. Regardless of how we've been hurt, who we are stays the same, and our sense of self, our strength, our will, who we are, 
is ours to really let die or cultivate. And here we want to talk about cultivating it. So let's talk about a strategy to get started. Bring your mindfulness into focus, creating the awareness by deciding what you want to be mindful of. I have students and clients focus on that space at the eyebrow center. And I introduce that in the book, Feeling Good Matters, and I call it the lift. When people are mindful of their thoughts in a stressful situation, I always mention remain calm and focus on the breath and lift the awareness to be the observer of the thought, not the thought itself. And this works very well when someone is aware that the mind is having a negative dialogue. It prevents the mind's distraction and disturbance to come into play. What else we need to do to get started is determination, and that's the second ingredient. So the first is to remain calm, and the second ingredient is to have that determination. We must have a resolve to want to change. With determination comes discipline, the act of following through on what we want to accomplish within our own capacity. Knowing our capacity is integral to success, and that comes from a comfortable daily routine. And such a routine serves as our inner anchor. We want to anchor to create stability when building confidence and trust in our inner capacity. When I, when I do advisory counseling with people, coaching, I help them. I actually show them. I serve to give them the skills that what they really need to anchor and become stable in their day-to-day -day activities. So as I mentioned above, we need that determination, but we also need discrimination, which is the third component. So remain calm, we need determination and discrimination. The discrimination will enable us to detach from any associations that disturb us. We just drop it. That doesn't translate to being dispassionate, remember this. Rather, it means to have a discriminatory capacity, which is part of the minefield to differentiate between what is real and what is not, what is best not to identify in the world, what things do we need to drop? Because everything's in a constant state of fluctuation. We all know that. One day someone likes you, the next day not so much. This is good, this is bad. All of that fluctuation is daily, momentarily. So we need to be grounded and stable and anchored so that we can have that discrimination to really say, what do I really need to use here and what's not very useful? To identify with the concerns of others makes us subject to the ups and downs of external influences. Remember this. When we identify with the concerns of others, it makes us subject to the ups and downs of external influences, and we go on a merry-go-round. So self-confidence and dynamic energy that we acquire from our practices help us fuel the fire of trust. Trust comes from recognizing that we're in control of our own being, not others. When we learn to focus our attention by lifting ourselves above the situation, we gain trust. As we begin to see how just removing our identification of others happenings changes the perception. We lift ourselves to a new level of awareness. When our mind becomes detached from the noises of what we call the manas, the mind itself, that chatter that goes on, we gain access to our intuitive powers, which enable us to see clearly and operating according 
from within our heart. We're able to, you know, we're able to access what we really feel and bring that forward. Many people say, go to the heart of compassion. Yes, but until we can focus the energy of our mind and quiet the noise of that modest mind, we can't access the heart and even have compassion. So remember, we need focus before compassion. As we continue to draw outward, you remember, we must be skillful if you're going to maintain your health. My advice as an advisory teacher is to pay attention to what you are going to do and not take a turn, you know, going the other way or even take your human life for granted. The human life is a gift. Be aware and train your mind to stay focused so that you can light up the light that dwells within our own heart, that radiance, because the energy of the mind is the essence of life. And as always, do your self-inquiry, which I call your own research. After all, remember, you already have everything you need inside of you. You just need to access it and do it skillfully with precision and with practice. So that brings me to the end of our episode number 100. And if you like the podcast, please send it to friends family, anybody that you think may find it useful. It's available on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, Stitchers, and many other formats. And go to susantaylor.org if you have any questions, comments, or even to subscribe so that you'll get a news brief in your inbox every week, just as a reminder and the actual link that will help you subscribe or actually help you get into the podcast itself. And again, as always, thank you for listening and thank you for making it possible to have a hundred podcasts. And again, until next time, remain calm, consciously aware, living in the moment.